Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. I'm Jason Harmon, and in studio today, I have Mr. Dave Gabbard, our Region 1 Information Education Coordinator from West Tennessee. Or as I call myself down there, the Minister of Propaganda. There you go. All right. We got us a jokester in the house today, so everybody hold on. It's going to be a good show. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, there's a lot going on in Tennessee right now. And um, it's a it's a good time to be outside. Uh, turkey season is is still going strong. You've got one more week for that. Uh, one week, uh, of course. It's been a little wet out there. Yeah. And it it was a strange year, I know, in West Tennessee because everything was like two to three weeks early. Yeah. You know, with the, the warmer weather we had. And uh, it was almost strange. It was like we never had a winter this year. The birds were gobbling early. They were gobbling early. Um, uh, I haven't seen many at my house here lately. I've seen more before the season started than I have now. But. It was, uh, and uh, most of the turkey hunters that uh, I know are still out there, that, you know, they've killed birds, but maybe trying to get that, you know, last bird for their bag limit. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, right now, the, you know, talking with them, they, as the old expression go, they're hinned up. Right. So, uh, yep. you know, best advice I can give somebody that's, you know, kind of a novice turkey hunting. If you're going to kill a bird right now, it's going to be up in the middle of the day. Yeah. You know, because these hens, uh, they're starting to nest. You know, they'll be out there uh, with the gobblers in the morning and stuff and, uh then they'll slip off mid-morning and go, you know, lay an egg or sit on the eggs. And uh, next thing he knows, he's looking around like, where's everybody got? <laughs> where's she go? <laughs> so if you if you call at him and get him to answer you in the morning, just stay there, you know. Because yep. when he looks around and goes, well, where's everybody at? He go, oh, I remember one right, up, right over there. <laughs> right so, up the road there. We'll yeah. go that way. But, but, uh, yep. but yeah, it's uh, uh, turkey hunting in West Tennessee, you know, you know, that's what's unique about Tennessee. You've got, you know, three grand regions or, mm-hmm. you know, our four regions within TWRA. Uh, each one's distinct. So, you know, we got the flat bottom lands over in uh, West Tennessee. You've got a few hills and ridges and stuff mm-hmm. once you get close to the Tennessee River. But uh, we're more effective with this, you know, rain, high water, uh it's like the Native Americans said about West Tennessee. They they hunted all over the place, but they didn't live there because they said the land leaked too much. <laughs> so, oh. but uh, I, we've had a good turkey season though, as far as as yeah, records and stuff. There's, there's, a, there's been some nice birds killed. Uh, young man, Cord uh, Maddox. Yeah, up in Henry County. You know, I seen a report. You know, killed possible state record. Yeah. I think he's like a half a point away or half inches away. I don't ever how the scoring works, but anyway, it's it's close. The pictures I've seen is what the old timers call a limb hanger. You know, those spurs go out and they curve. Mm-hmm. They said they used to kill a bird like that and they just hang him upside down on a limb. There you go. By the spurs and he just sit there and swing. So, but uh, now nah, it's it's been a pretty good turkey season. Yep. So just remember, fourteenth is the last day. That's uh, right, May fourteenth, and uh, and you got about a week or so away. So, but. Uh, Fishing's good. Fishing's, Fishing's good. Uh, the uh, of course the the rain that we've had several days ago. It seemed like it just sat there for three or four days over West and Middle Tennessee. Right. Uh, you know that that wide effect uh, the river levels. Of course, 
everybody in West Tennessee when they think fishing, they think crappie fishing, and of course Kentucky Lake, uh, and uh, that's one of the big changes. You know, when when they look at their fishing guide this year, right? That's on page four. Uh, all the new new all reg the new changes. Stuff. Of course, the the krill limit went to twenty. Right. You know, so it had been thirty. So we kind and it's a good idea to look, uh, you know, at the guide and see because the reservoirs in West Tennessee. Uh, you know, we kind of have a hodgepodge of, you know, different because the, you know, the crappie on Kentucky Lake are krill limit of 20. Right. Link limit of 10. Mm-hmm. Well, drop down to Pickwick Lake, you know, behind the dam, it's a uh, krill limit of 30 and a link limit of 9 inches. Mm-hmm. And then you have all the tributaries and stuff along the Mississippi River. And, and uh, see, that's, that's one of the things that, uh, we don't have the big reservoirs except for Kentucky and Pickwick Lake. Uh, you know, a lot of people in West Tennessee, around the Memphis area, they go to Mississippi, mm-hmm. you know, fish those big Corps of Engineer reservoirs at uh, Sardis and Arca Butler and Enid and, and all that. So, uh, if uh, uh, so, but we do we do have a lot of small, and that's one thing about our lakes. You know, the TWRA yeah. family fishing lakes. You know, we State have. Lakes. Out of like 13 of them, we have nine of them located in West Tennessee. There's a lot of them out there. And uh, so uh, we that's not to say, and some of them have, you know, real good fishing. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, I've got some, you know, just in the county I live, two of the, you know, smaller lakes, uh, you know, Maples Lake and, and Browns Creek up there on Natchez Trace. And, uh, of course, uh, Natchez Trace, uh, the Browns Creek, our fisheries guys have shocked up, you know, in their – data sampling a couple of years ago bass in the 17 some big ones in pound class yeah and uh at that time it'd probably been a new state record and uh but uh in fact it uh one of the that lake uh funny story about that like uh you know i've been with the agency 34 years mm-hmm. started out as a wildlife officer over in west tennessee and spent 14 years in enforcement and the county there that I you know, worked, Henderson County, the local bass club, I always had a spring tournament. And you could fish, you know, any of the watershed lakes or, you know, the water in the county, which right. uh, have several lakes to choose from. And uh, it was kind of funny on, on one year about a guy who was fishing one of the Beach River watershed lakes, you know, caught a bass that was uh, like – Twelve nine, right? And I was watching him at the weigh-in, and it's like, hey, big fish! I got this big fish bite, you know, twelve-pound bass, twelve-pound. Well, there was one guy uh, there from Lexington that went out in Browns Creek, and he caught one bass out of Browns Creek, and it weighed thirteen one. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so it, it's kind of funny that uh, uh, it produces, and that fi- that lake has always produced some big fish. Yeah. What other what other fish can they fit, catch in those state lakes? Uh, you know they you know the the, the three uh, you know the the triangle is, is catfish you know triangle right. cat, uh, coarse bass, mm-hmm. and then uh, bluegill and red ear. You right. know red ear is what we the old timers call shell crackers down right. down my way. So, uh, and uh, so that's you know a lot of people are looking for a place to you know maybe crappie fish. Well, we don't put crappie in our smaller impoundments like that when you talk to our fisheries guys they just 
you know they don't do well in they small, don't do as well, yeah. you know, small impoundments but uh but uh the good thing about our state lakes you know especially uh and especially the big uh trend now i see them out there is kayak fishing right is the good it's thing fun. is the good thing about our family fishing lakes uh there's no wake speeds on them so you know you can go out and fish out of a canoe and kayak i do a lot of fishing out of a canoe when i have a chance uh, you're out there fishing so you're not worried about one of these big 20-foot tournament boats with a 250 horse you know motor on it come running about know, 70 miles yeah, around around a bend or something that uh, might cause some uh uh, water, you know, some wakes and stuff. That you might not <laughs> put a little more water in your boat than you so, want. So that uh, you know, so it's an idle speed only. So it's got, uh, and most of them are you know smaller impoundments, six hundred acres, nine hundred acres. Can uh, you put a motorboat on those? Oh yes, but, but you have to keep it at idle. Yeah, speed. but it's idle speed only. No way. You, know, you can no do trolling way. motors, of course. And then, is there a fee? What's the fee for? Is there a permit? There, well, the, all depend. You know, if you have a sportsman's license or a lifetime license, that's included. You're in. covered, right? Right. And then, if you do not have, you just have the regular combination license, and are between the ages of sixteen and sixty-five. Uh, there is a you know lake fee. Right. You know, most a lot of them, uh, about I think three or four of our lakes over so have what we call concessionaires. We'll have a you know uh, bait shop you know and somebody that can, will sell a fee and that's handy and that's that that is real handy and they sell bait and stuff and mm-hmm. uh, then the other lakes that do not have a concessionaire it's kind of on the honor system there'll be an envelope you know in a drop box that right. you know and also some of our lakes you know we have boat rentals they can you know people do not have a boat little flat bottoms or yeah canoes mostly or giant like boats uh, fourteen foot you yeah. know wide bottom john boats easy to paddle around yeah in. and some with the concessionaires they even uh will have maybe trolling motors they'll rent out so uh but uh it's uh so it's a good place if you if you know to go fishing take your family fishing right and uh good place to get those kids started right and uh of course we've had one of the lakes uh at just a little south of mckenzie tennessee carroll lake uh, you know, it was taken offline about three years ago when we had one of these massive rainstorms. In fact, knocked that down. It out, was right? it, it was right before free fishing day, and we'll probably talk about free fishing day here. Yeah, in a little I wanted bit. to hit that. In fact, we had Steve McAdams, one of the you know better known Kentucky Lake guides. He has a uh, rodeo that he sponsors on free fishing day at at Carroll Lake and uh because he worked there you know as as a youth and uh kind of got his you know love for fishing and stuff so we were setting up you know the the bleachers and the tent and everything right it was like on uh it was either thursday or friday i think it was a thursday and storm come up and it dropped it was either between 11 and 14 inches of rain wow in a span of about four hours and it was amazing to watch that lake come up it it rose you know probably 15 16 foot in, in matter of wow. of a couple of hours and came over the dam mm-hmm. and uh the of course this this lake was built back in the you know 40s right 
and the uh, water control structure. The gates for the dam, you know, were original stuff. So it couldn't stand the pressure, so it blew them out. And uh, so... Uh, and that's what caused it to drain. That's what caused it to drain. And uh, so it was, uh, you know, our engineering division, and you know, fisheries looking at it and stuff to uh, finally to repair Right. Uh, the gates of the dam and everything, and they got them repaired uh, earlier this spring, and have them in place. And uh, you know the waters, you know the lake is full. That's that's the remarkable thing about that lake. The watershed. That that's one of the few lakes of our that our fisheries crews. They don't put any fertilizer in that lake because the water out of the watershed. There's so much water mm -hmm. that comes through there. It wouldn't do any good. So. Uh, my understanding is that uh, 2020, it'll be, as we say, back open for business. So. Okay, cool. And uh, they've been doing a little, uh, did a little structure uh, work around the, you know, around the lake a little bit. So, And if you live in Carroll County or in that area and, and used to fish that lake, there's another opportunity pretty close by. Another well, yeah, Carroll County Lake, they have a, uh, you know, a new recreational lake that right. the county uh, you know, built, uh, came online two or three years ago. In fact, I did a story on that lake for the magazine, uh, years ago cause it took them, you know, people say, Oh, well, you know, it don't take long to build a lake. Right. You know? And so, well, from the first idea they had about that lake till it became a reality though, well, it was like 14 years. It took wow. them because, uh, that is the, uh, when you build a lake like that, you know, uh, and people talking these counties talk about big lakes, you know, I always throw out, well, let me, have you ever heard of the word mitigation, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. which means if you're going to cover up wetlands, you're going to have to go find some wetlands to buy, mm -hmm. you know, to take that place. It's kind of a mitigation bank that, right. you know, all our environmental guys in that division, they can tell you all the ins and outs of it. But right. uh, but the Carroll, you know, Carroll County Lake was around a thousand acres, and uh, they had, I think they had to go find eleven hundred acres of of wetlands uh, wow. from landowners to buy. And what's the regulations on that lake? Can you run motorboats on it? Yeah, too? it's it, it's that one is a uh, you know you can power boat on it. It's okay. ski, uh, wow. you know, personal watercraft. Uh, so it's um, you know a big recreational lake uh, awesome so well let's move on let's we got a few more things we want to hit before time runs out and uh so just remember free fishing day that's coming up on june 10th june 10th uh you know our way you know and they can go to our website right. you know dot org you know and look the all the events across tennessee's yep. listed be listed there and uh, i know our down our way and we'll have 25 26 fishing rodeos uh, for the kids easy to find a good spot to go you know that day. Stock, stock stock catfish most yeah. of the time in those areas and and uh so uh of course i'm involved in one that we have in germantown we call it the mid-south junior fishing rodeo which okay. is probably the longest running rodeo uh more or less in in tennessee because it started uh originally started 50 something years ago yeah. uh by the late outdoor writer henry reynolds with okay. the uh, Memphis Commercial Appeal. And then when Henry retired, uh, you know, Larry Ray 
who was has retired you know was the next outdoor editor and he kept the tradition and mm-hmm. uh and so so larry's involved with the, we've moved it to germantown now and you know when we still instead of uh we just have a one-day rodeo it used to be that rodeo would run three days okay. they would have sessions wow you know so and that free fishing day kicks off free fishing week for right for uh for the, for the youth yeah uh, for the young kids yeah and uh but uh yeah, free fishing day. Uh, it's kind of a and a lot of people always thought free fishing day. Well, it's the first Saturday in June. Well, no, it's not the first Saturday in <laughs> June. It, the formula, if I understand correctly, that they came up in, in in the in the law that formed free fishing day. It's the first Saturday after the first Tuesday in June. Now, how they check, came, just check your fishing? Yeah, guide. just check your fishing guide. <laughs> you know how they came up. You know. Uh. You know how they consulted the oracle or something, and how they came up with that. But <laughs> and I always can, say, just check the fishing guide. That's the new fishing guide right there, and and it's on the front page. It actually on the on the cover. It says free fishing day June tenth, and then your new regulations on page four, right. and, and and the free fishing days on page thirteen. Right. So just get your guide yeah. and check that out. And that's you know, the, like the and, best way to keep up with that. And uh, but what has amazed me over the years, you know, with the agency. And like I said, I've had 34 years with the agency, 20 years in position in information, information. education in West Tennessee, is the improvements in technology. Mm-hmm. This just this is just fantastic. You know, people have to realize I started in the information section. I used to type the news releases on typewriter. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> and then I would hand it to one of the secretaries in the office you know and she would proof it and then she would take it and have to run off the old mimeograph machine she'd type it on a stencil mm-hmm. and then put it on one of the old machines with the drum and the ink wow and uh, she'd run off like 300 copies and then have to staple all those together because most time the, the news release was about two pages Yep. And then have to have an older machine with addresses, you know, that were stenciled in metal, you know, address labels with all the media outlets and agents, people they was going to. And so I'd hear her back there going, co-op, co-op, co-op. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, she would have to run them all through the postal machine, mm-hmm. you know, to get ready to the mail. So Things have uh, changed. Things have changed. Now it's just, you know, you, you type them all up and hit – you know, spell check. Spell check fixes it for you, and, and then you fixes get to, it up, and then then you get everything. And he said, "Okay, well, put it in a file, and then pull it up on your email, and just go to your address book, and there it is, and just tap a button. Yep. You know what? What would take two days now takes about fifteen minutes. Yeah, you know, technology but, is is taking off, and but, then the uh, world of social media is." is even making it easier for getting that information yeah, out it's, there it's it's just kind of instantaneous now but probably in social media you know a few weeks ago you know supposedly you know bear sighting in in west tennessee that's gonna be my next question and it uh, was all over twitter and i texted dave and i said what's going on with this bear and uh and i can with my you know with my 34 years with the agency i can remember you know two bears coming through west tennessee and which probably in the future we'll have more because right over, you know, Arkansas has a lot of bears. Right. And uh, 
and the bears can swim so they have a tendency every now and then to swim that river mississippi river but uh you know back in the 80s we had a bear uh that came through west tennessee and uh we chased it all over the place and uh it was funny because uh it headed through west tennessee and and kind of up towards paris tennessee and then it came back down through tennessee across the river came back up and it was finally hit by an automobile in North Alabama. Wow. And uh, we named it Running Bear because it was just running all over the place. Well, they've named and, this one Fraser Bear. Yeah, and uh, because it had an ear tag in. Okay. You know, so we knew it was the bear. You know, people see the number. And it's usually, when bears come through West Tennessee, it's usually easy to track them because of the beekeepers. It's something about <laughs> But I always... Uh, the second bear that came through, you know, decade or so later, you know, it came through and we chased it, it all over West Tennessee's and it went up about the same route. And, uh, we chased it. One of the towns, cities in West Tennessee that we chased it all over the place was Paris, Tennessee. Really? And I always joked, well, it heads to Paris because, you know, in ten- Paris is the home of the world's largest fish fry (laughs) in the end of April. And uh, it seems like this bear comes through in April, you know. So I always always, uh, kind of uh, kidded that it was all that oil that was in the ground, you know, that smells like fish. So they say, oh, you know, let's go to Paris. As soon as you cross that county line, you can start smelling it. uh, But unfortunately, they caught that one, you know, darted it and sent it back to Arkansas. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, so – the other day, there was a, a report of a, one of the uh, neighborhoods in Memphis, North Memphis, Frazier, you know, that may be a bear, you know. And uh, since I am from Memphis, you know, grew up down there, I knew the neighborhood. So it it's close to the Lusahatchee River bottom, so okay. if one comes. But, uh, uh, all, you know, our officers and Memphis animal control officers and Memphis Police Department, they looked all over the place. But they, they you know, if he's been looking. Yeah, you know. So, he's a good hider. Yeah, he's moved on. And, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, bears are native to West Tennessee. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, <laughs> I can remember years ago that the agency maybe discussed putting bears back in west tennessee but uh it did come up a few times it uh but like i said we leak too much down there so when them <laughs> with them river bottoms but uh, a lot of people don't that's how you know uh crockett how he got his reputation as a, as a bear hunter right because when he was a congressman you know in between terms down there uh lived in west tennessee i was doing a little research project and i come across a timeline that said uh, in 1826 uh crockett and his hunting companions in a six-month period killed 104 black bears in west tennessee wow that's <laughs> uh, pretty cool that's a lot that's a lot of bears yeah so, he may have wiped them out now <laughs> and uh but uh it's uh you know when he's you know i don't put anything strange when people call you know say hey, i've seen this oh, that's how we go out and, and look we'll investigate it yeah, yeah you know we'll make so. sure but, That's uh, like some of the cougar sightings. You know, people have always said, hey, there's cougars out there, there's panthers out there. But, and, you know, until we confirmed it, and we have confirmed yeah. one, at least one is roaming around. And it's, it, you know, because they're right across the river in the, the Boot Hill of Missouri, mm-hmm. you know, when you, you know, keeping talking with the other agencies and, right. you know, and they're keeping track of their population. So, and as low as the Mississippi River gets in the summertime, it, you know, it's just a short hot skip and jump through that channel. Yep. You know, to come across the river. A little cooler, in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hit something else that you are 
part of each week. I think it's each week. It airs on the radio there in, in Memphis. And uh, Yeah, Memphis I, I help co-host a radio show out of Memphis with my good friend Larry Ray, who yeah. I said was the retired. He's uh, always been a big I, support for the agency. Right. And uh, we do a lot, we do a show, and uh, Larry has it's called Outdoors with Larry Ray. You okay. know, it's on, on one of the AM stations in Memphis down there. Uh, it's the old WMC seventy nine, or now it's ESP seventy nine, and it's AM. We still, and believe it or not, there is still AM out there. Oh yeah, I listen to it every now and again. And uh, so, uh, but uh, so we have, we have a lot of interesting guests, you know, through Larry's contacts, through the. Uh, Outdoor uh, and outdoor media, we've had everybody from Kim Rohde, you know, Olympic champion, uh, mm-hmm. you know, come on and uh, to, you know, it's, you never know who he's got lined up. And I use a lot of the agency folks, right? you know, uh, you know, we talk a lot of, you know, the wildlife and stuff. So it's, it, you never know what we're going to discuss down there. What's uh what's some of the big stories y'all been talking about here lately? What's what's going to be coming uh, up on some of the shows? Uh probably uh you know they they cover a lot of the bass the bass masters, you okay. know, tournaments and stuff and uh he has he will have, you know, guests on with the latest outdoor type equipment that may be, you know, right. uh coming out. And there's always something new there. You know, of course, we'll be talking free fishing day. Uh, we talk everything from shooting sports to fishing to hunting. And, you know, one of the things about this, uh, usually during on the opening day of muzzleloading season and the opening day of turkey season, uh, we will let Larry go to the woods. He will report from the woods. Okay. We call we call that our whispering show. That's cool. You know, because he'll call in and he's talking and. <laughs> And usually me and another uh, one of the co-hosts, Gene Smith, you know, one of our longtime hunter education gurus mm-hmm. out of uh, Memphis, who's in the studio with me. So we're letting Larry call in. That's he cool. wants to uh, he wants to take a turkey or a deer while he's on the radio because he usually has somebody with him in the blind. And uh, so it's it's uh, has it happened yet? Not yet, you know, because it it's. Uh, it's kind of daylight saving time always gets him <laughs> because usually the muzzle loading season, uh, daylight saving time doesn't start till the next week, weekend mm-hmm. or the day after. And so, you know, that show airs from six to seven thirty okay. in the morning. So it's not light enough, right. you know, so he's, he, he's really out there whispering in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> we give him. And then uh, turkey season, you know, there uh, it it's after daylight saving time, so it's it's you know you got more light in the evenings than you do in the morning. So, mm-hmm. but uh, it was a standing uh, joke for years. We'd let him go on open the day of turkey season. We'd have the biggest thunderstorms, you know, come through West Tennessee. So it's 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 kind of a joke uh, with us. And uh, I'm kind of you know practical joker sometimes and you know sometimes yeah sometimes <laughs> and i said if i could get away with it on that show you know like muzzleloading season or, or turkey season when he's sitting in a blind i would hire somebody in a yeti costume you know to cross out in front of him about a hundred yards you know so oh. you know just to get his reaction while he's on the air but uh, that's funny but it's 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 kind of a 
Uh, I, I think Larry's show's been on for over a decade. I forget, you know, and I've been uh, part of it, you know, for at least a decade. So. Yeah. I know some folks from here have come have been on the show some. I know Don King's been on the show yeah. some, and Betsy from Boating Division, but we really appreciate him, you know, him having you on there each week and co-hosting yeah. and then having other uh, guests come in talk about what the agency's doing and, and remind them again where they can where they can listen. What station is it? What's the time? It's, uh, it, it airs from 6 o'clock to 7.30 on Saturday mornings okay. on ESP, ESPN 790. Okay. You know, it's the old WMC 79AM channel. How far know. does that reach? It it goes more north and south. Okay. You know, we'll have uh, people will call in sometimes all the way down into middle Mississippi to all the way in Missouri. Wow. You know, and cool. uh, the way that signal goes, it's more and all throughout West Tennessee, mm-hmm. you know, up the Mississippi River Valley, you know, we'll get a lot of people, you know, calling in because when I'm there, you know, it's like, hey, you know, you got a question, you know, run it by me. I'll tell you something. Right. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Yeah. Well, we're going to run out of time here. I was going to ask you. know, that's what you get to talking and doing some, and some people say, well, how can you talk for 30 minutes? Hey, it's, it's pretty easy. To, we didn't even get down to all the points on our list here, so we'll have but, to uh, have you back and, and talk oh, some more. Oh, yeah. And, I got the face for, you know, I got the face for radio. I don't know about <laughs> these Wildcasts, so, though. Uh, <laughs> well, know. Tennessee Wildcasts can be listened to and watched, so oh. we'll have to get you some makeup next time. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I tell you what, folks, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, TNWildlife.org is the best way to find us. Um, you can listen and watch right there all the time. All the past shows are out there. And please continue to follow our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're out there trying to get the information out to you. Thanks, Dave, for being on. Oh, I enjoyed it. <laughs>